0: How you doing, man.
1: His lameness is our candy.
0: I see. Well that's the exciting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very very much so. Um mm-hmm. Well <laughs> we're talking about a very um I don't n- really niche <laughs> yeah. episode of Rick and Morty this week. And it is uh season five, episode five, and it's called A Morty Can Grick Fiti. Which yes. Lewis has just told me is a riff on American Graffiti, which is a film.
0: Yeah, which appears to, uh, there's I've googled a graffiti. Um, there's a screen rant video. What what the title A Graffiti means and why it's perfect. Oh well. Oh. Um, I mean, we, Lucas has done some stuff. Um, we could have watched the that. 1973 Lewis. film American Graffiti.
1: Well, there you go. Turns
0: out it's actually just an article.
1: Yeah. Well, we could have read it and ripped off their ideas, but, you know, maybe next well, time. yeah. <laughs> As if. Yeah. um, This episode was written by uh, Anne Lane, and it was directed by uh, Kiongi Kim, and is starring uh, Justin Roiland, Sarah Chalk, Spencer Grammer, and Chris Parnell. Um, so, yeah. Do you have an opening statement?
0: Um, I do.
1: Is this episode about hedonism?
0: <laughs> maybe. I can't really tell. It's becoming harder and harder to tell with Rick and Morty where the um where the where the sort of where the hidden meaning starts is what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. just really bizarre and I don't quite get it. Um have you got an opening statement?
1: Yeah. Um a fun episode where everyone in the Smith family is being used by crueler people and it sort of feels like an episode of Family Guy in that respect. You know, normally the Smith family are like, in control of things, or at least Rick is, but it's just, like, it it, it did feel like a bit like a Family Guy episode this time. Um,
0: yeah, it's, um, I have to say, so far, I'm enjoying season five less than previous seasons.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think,
0: I don't know whether it's going downhill or whether I'm just a dick, but, like, I'm just yeah. not enjoying it so much.
1: No, definitely.
0: Um, But, um, yeah, there's loads of things in it that are just sort of... <sighs> strange. There's nonsense for the sake of sort of uh, like a chaotic nihilism type thing but there's also nonsense for the sake of nonsense which I just don't quite get. Like the Transformers and stuff. It's like yeah okay great it's a car that wants to sleep with the other car but on the same level it was just a bit weird.
1: Yeah. Um. <sighs> well, I read out the caption before we get into the nitty gritty? Yeah go on then. Um, Adults are gone tonight brah grab the keys so, so i mean you know you, you get a good you get a good uh, understanding of what happens in this episode from that so that's um you do you do you know very gratifying um i will say i love rick's car
0: like i do enjoy rick's car yeah
1: you know the the thing with rick and morty is is that great sort of concepts are used sparingly like we haven't sort of spoken to rick's car since season two Mm-hmm. And how she gets like, a comeback is quite, you know, nice. It's like she's like a psycho version of like the TARDIS, you know. <laughs> if the TARDIS <laughs> could talk and was like a psychopath, it would be Rick's car, you know?
0: True, true.
1: Um Darius has just asked, did Loki um what did he ask? He said
0: Did Loki grab the best writer from Rick and Morty? One of the Loki writers is um, I think it might be the Loki writer. I'm. I barely pay attention to things. Yeah. Um, but I think because they're writing Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness as well. Uh huh. Um, and I can't remember their name. But would you know? It ties in with Loki and all the rest of it. But yeah, they were originally from Rick and Morty. Um, I don't know what that means because Loki isn't very Rick and Morty, and Rick and Morty isn't very Loki. Um,
1: well, I don't know. I've got but... some. I've got some takes on that that would sort of parallel them together. Oh, spicy takes.
0: Um, but we'll get. To I've that. got a. Quick, confusing question. Um, so, Rick has only just now seen Jurassic Park for the first time.
1: Yeah, which is, like, he's which... seen obscure <laughs> 1980s film Highlander with Sean Connery, but he hasn't seen fucking Jurassic Park. Like, what?
0: But beyond that, there was, um... What's that? Where they made a theme park that was clearly Jurassic yeah! Park. But they made it within a homeless guy. So, is that not... So, he genuinely thought that was a novel idea, and, and he watched Jurassic Park, and he was like, oh, fuck.
1: Anatomy Park.
0: That was the one, yeah.
1: But bear in mind, that could be that could have been another Rick from another dimension.
0: True. It could have been another Rick from another I hope it's not. But I have seen a theory that this season's Rick and Morty that we're following, it's the start of Evil Morty. This is a distinct Morty from the previous four seasons. I know, but... That, yeah, but...
1: Yeah. They're all fucking saying that. Screen Rant does that all the time. If it, like, Yeah. Not to insult Screen Rant, but they're like, what does this... Uh, Character farting really mean for the MCU? Like what? It, just, <laughs> it is literally the definition of making a mountain out of a mole. <laughs> um, yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. Um, so go on. Have you got some CRQs or anything like that?
1: Yes. Um, I really like how they sort of touch upon the idea of like popular people or a group of people sort of um using people who are less cool on the social. Uh, mm. Hierarchy, uh, to sort of you know be sycophantic because I think I don't know if, I don't know if if anyone else has experienced that but I've certainly experienced that at, 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 mm. when I was at high school you know you you would get people who were just quite uninteresting and and you know but but for some <laughs> reason everyone was very very interested in their lives you know um, mm. but it's it's you know it's it's that sort of hierarchical thing that you find. In all of life, there are just people who are so interesting, but really they're not, you know, they're, they're quite, they're quite reserved and they're quite vapid and it's, you know, it's kind of, mm. it's kind of amazing so, how we pay much attention to them.
0: Mm. And I, I, I get that, like, um, you know, you're talking about the B story with um, whoever the fucking guy is that they drive around the universe. Do you think that also applies to the the sort of masochist guys? Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. The way that yeah, the way that they need to like, explain everything, like as if they don't have faith in their own sort of masochism is kind of funny. It's like ah, my pain, oh pain, oh, I feel pain, which means I feel pleasure, like as if you've forgotten the very basic mm. <laughs> idea. Um, so I think it's like you know everyone loves the idea of being really fucking interesting but mm. i don't think i don't think we all are interesting you know i just think <laughs> i think we're all quite boring <laughs> as a species um i don't know if i'd
0: agree with that i think as as a concept people are very interesting and i think lots of people have different opinions on different things which i think means that everybody's interesting to somebody
1: yeah but we could be a bit more humble about it Let's, let it's like yeah, you wear, You have skin hooks. Like Jesus Christ. Okay, we get it. It's like, it's 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 not that great. It's kind of weird, <laughs> you know. Um, and like just sort of sitting in silence and going, yeah, red, and just creating this weird wave of of sycophancy. But then again, they do say, yeah, that's on us because that like, we we are just so insecure with ourselves that we project mm. our insecurities onto someone else which is you know an interesting way to look at it as well mm-hmm. um but i really felt for jerry in this episode
0: yeah me too because he's sort of starting to realize that the role he plays in this family is sort of a dual role of lightning rod for all of the fury and hatred yeah but it's also just he's just kind of shit He's sort of starting to realise his own inherent shitness. Yeah. It's strange, because I don't know if we'd ever see Jerry actually changing himself, or bettering himself, no. or going out of his way to sort of, oh, I'm going to learn a language, I'm going to try and become a more interesting person, or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, normally there's something colossally stupid and, and cowardly that Jerry does to make you go, off for fuck's sake. But in this yeah. episode, he literally does nothing like, wrong, I would say. Maybe it's a bit cringy, mm. but like it's like it's what a horrible sort of i idea that a group of sadomasochists, <laughs> someone actually came up with that idea that yeah let's we're gonna get we're gonna get a group of sadomasochists in and they're gonna let like, get pleasure from Jerry's like cringy lines and it's all because Rick like, <laughs> sold them faulty skin hooks. Like, that's just mm. so horrible. Mm. Um and i'm sure we've all experienced that at some point you know like people sort of having you around because maybe you're you're funny in a in a in a sort of embarrassing way like i think that's relatable you know but it just felt really cruel um. <laughs> um. yeah
0: no it does feel really cruel but then i think that's sort of in a lot of ways that's kind of jerry's sort of position in the narrative is that he's a dull guy
1: yeah, but yeah, but I mean the fact that the the fact that Beth gets in on it as well, which is which made it even worse. True, and she says, um,
0: "No, I'm making fun of my lame husband or whatever." Yeah, she's she's very aware of the fact that her husband is kind of dull. Yeah, um, and, and then, it's just like, yeah, this is just a part of life.
1: Yeah, and then says at the end, "It's fine because I can make it up to him through sexual gratification." Like, what the fuck? That is so. That is uh, oh. That makes me feel sick. S- someone saying that um, it's weird how only episodes where like, really human things happen mm. makes me think, wow, these people are really fucking terrible. You know, like, <laughs> like Rick can kill like, an entire planet or something like that, and like you're not phased because of like, how you know utterly because you have no point of reference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But stuff like this makes me realize, wow. Beth, um, Rick, and Jerry are all terrible people in their own ways, mm. and it's like kind of it's kind of sad, and the joke is ultimately on all of them rather than ju- yeah, you know, because we we think it's just on Jerry and Rick is such an arts an arsehole that he thinks that that he's so cool that no one would ever do that to him, and then he gets a taste of it at the end, which makes me, that's why I think it's like an episode of Family Guy because a lot of the joke. Mm. A lot of the jokes in Family Guy are on the Griffins, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah.
0: No, I do know what, what you mean. I think, um... The point I'm struggling with this episode is, like, I don't... I understand the theme, and I understand what it's going for. I just... It's not... I feel like there's something missing to some degree. Like I a yeah. lot of other episodes of Rick and Morty I, f- I was sort of laugh out loud funny and I felt like I learned something or they were just sad. But like um sad in the Edgar Allan Poe way where it's sad but it's kind of a nice sad and it's kind of a there's a there's a purpose to that sadness.
1: Better sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of. But like I think that I struggle with this episode because I can't quite see through it to the point of of Getting it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I'm really struggling with this one.
1: Well, I mean, Rex sort of says that he loves Jerry by the end of the episode. Like,
0: that's true, yeah.
1: Which, but like, it's hard to sort of keep track of like the character development because I don't know, like, if the characters are developing in that way. Mm.
0: Because there's no way to know it's the same character. Yeah, exactly. So I get that the point of the show in a lot of ways is, oh well, nothing really matters. But then. Surely, if you're going into it with a nothing really matters attitude, then you have to go down a journey of nothing really matters, but you know, this family they do have love for one another, or even if you say, but this family they have like a weird symbiotic relationship with one another, and Rick and Jerry kind of hate each other, but they have to be there for one another. That's an interesting story to tell, but if you if your out and out point that you're saying is nothing really matters. And then you deliver on that by making a show where nothing happens of any consequence ever. It's just not worth watching. Do you know what I mean? I I can't help but feel that because I'm not watching anybody develop, I'm not watching anything interesting happen, I'm just watching people do things. It feels almost like a merchandising opportunity. Like how they made the Transformers films just to sell Transformers. Yeah, (laughs) that's what it feels like, do you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, look... Normally we get, like, some, actual story development in, like, the second half of the Mm. season. But, like, the first half has always been sort of, like, filler episodes, you know, which, you know, I guess is, I mean, that's sort of par for the course for, like, most TV shows. There's, like, always a degree of, like, fillerness at the start of the season and then things really fucking heat up. But, like, you take a show, like, Breaking Bad, the story is still developing, even in mm. the early seasons, like in characters are changing and stuff like that. Whereas, like, I think this show is trying to have, um, an anthology to have feel. Have it to and eat it, yeah, yeah, an anthology feel about it, but also a cool story, as mm. well, which mm. makes it more difficult to sort of, you know, care if you know what I mean. Mm. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's yeah, you're right. It is trying to have the anthology feel of a different weird thing happens every episode and also have the overlying story of oh what if Rick becomes a more mellow person? What if Jerry learns his place in the family? What if etc etc etc. But I feel like it just isn't big enough to have both of those things. You just I feel like I just can't fit all of that sort of stuff into one episode. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm Asking too much of of like a what is essentially just an animated show, but I don't know. It's yeah. It felt like it was delivering so much for so long, and now it's just not quite doing that.
1: No, I agree with you. Um, um, why can't the car just turn into like, a transformer? Like, I would, <laughs> I would imagine that like because Rick, Rick likes those Voltron machines. Uh, you know, oh, the, yes, yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't? Like, i would imagine that rick would have the have the car have the ability to do that Like why can't mm. or can't the car just do that like i don't i don't get That's a
0: good point yeah because well the car is kind of an ex machina isn't it yeah. like it just kind of does stuff so i suppose it could have done if they wanted it to but as as a narrative device i suppose it's funnier to have the car not be a transformer
1: yeah like, and it's
0: kind of it's interesting to watch the car be rejected and struggle to deal with that.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's like it's it, it's very similar to uh, Morty and Summer's situation where they're like, both, mm. even though they're both like, they've done more in in one lifetime than we would ever hope to. That like, they've seen such wonders, they're still capable of like, coming across like, a couple of weirdos because they're yeah, so yeah. desperate for approval from this guy. A guy that yeah. like, they they barely know. Like, I mean, Summer has like, watched three planets die the episode before, and it like, was in massive alien yeah. orgies. Like, what the <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, and and Morty has seen countless people die, and yet he's like, uh, have have some grapes. Uh, like, you know, it's like it's really yeah. <laughs> it's really that's why it's like I think it really throws you off when it when it becomes really human. Because they're just so used to like having whoa, what does this mean? Oh my god, that is such a weird thought experiment. Um, what is Darius saying?
0: They called them change formers. Could they not think of something more creative? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's that.
1: Um, think. Let's think of a better name for them. Um.
0: Okay. Um. Uh, did you ever have transformer snacks when you were when you were younger? No. They were like a twenty p bag of like. Just really crap. That like Monster Munch knockoffs, basically. But oh, the bag had like um, like imagine a capital T. Yeah. But like with with the cross bit on both ends, and then alongside those little crisps in the bag, it also had little hoops. And the idea was you could put the little I hoops remember them. on the T's, and then you would make little cars. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I only had them once or twice. They tasted really weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember. But yeah, them they were though. quite good.
1: Yeah. Um. Change former snacks. Yeah. Changeformer.
0: Uh, that is a twist. shit name. Changeformer is a bit of a crap name. Um metamorpho, metamorphotrons. Oh That's good.
1: Do we like that? Well, uh, I'm, you can I'm, still I'm, buy them. I'm glad yeah, I imagine th- you can. I'm glad you think so, Lewis. Uh, <laughs> that's good. i will go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know, uh, um uh all um Um
0: all- yeah.
1: That does make me think of
0: Altair from um Assassin's Creed. Yeah, for some reason,
1: who like everyone. (laughs) One of them is
0: in the background in like a cloak. Yeah, got one of his fingers missing on each hand.
1: That game where like everyone has a sort of Middle Eastern accent, and he just has this weird generic American one.
0: Like that was quite strange, actually. Yeah, I remember playing the game and thinking, okay, well it is in the Middle East, so it makes sense for all these people to have have Middle Eastern accents. But why is the main character American? Yeah, (laughs) but I suppose if you're if you are an American and you're projecting yourself back in time via dna yeah or whatever the, however the fuck assassins creed works oh, um
1: <laughs> fucking uh, uh what's the machine called and
0: um, the, the terminus
1: animus animus that yeah it? that's the yeah. like latin for mind i think
0: it sounds like it doesn't it yeah it does um, animus in, in here's a hot take it pisses me off when um people just take a latin word and use it as a name for something as if that's clever like as in it, it worked for a bit, but now I've got an I've gotten tired of it. Like it annoys me that um, the one thing place it really, really annoys me is in Harry Potter, um, because they say things like um, oh, what does what could the spell leve Corpus do? <clears throat> it levies your corpus. It it lifts your body. What else could it <laughs> learn Latin? Christ. Yeah. Oh, it annoys me. Um.
1: Well, I, I do I do that quite a lot.
0: I, I see I, um, it's,
1: <laughs> it's a it's a you know it's an old habit from from my days in catholicism you know mm. they use latin like it's fucking going out of fashion like jesus christ literally right. you know the, <laughs> they say like, latin phrases are like the fucking you know that's like um uh like, like you know how you get like people used to quote vines all the time at like the same oh, vines God. over um, and over yeah in the catholic church it's just latin phrases over and over again and it <laughs> fucking you know it blows their little socks off i tell you that
0: it's <laughs> just <Issycus Wednesdayis>, my wednesdays <laughs>
1: <dude. laughs> eat your stale uh bread and your <laughs> and your non-alcoholic wine <laughs>
0: oh that always reminds me of um I think it was this old tweet or it was like a Tumblr text post or something of um, where it was this, this one Catholic church where they held mass uh, with like the bread and the wine and all the rest of it. Um, But it was like a thing they did in the village where one of the congregants would bake a loaf of bread and they'd take it and cut it up and that would be the host. Yeah. Um, And one, one week somebody made like raisin, raisin and cinnamon bread. So the, the, the preacher at the front had to stand up and say this bread, but not the raisins. Just the bread is um, is the body of Christ. <laughs> it just, just tickled me.
1: Just just ignore the raisins.
0: Ignore the raisins. Eat They're them. just raisins. Yep. It's the body of Christ and also the raisins. Wow,
1: you cook the body of Christ in raisins. Like what? Oh, God. Darius says the only Latin he knows is Magna Carta. Cool. What does that mean?
0: I have no fucking clue. It was an old thing when it was. Yes, King the law, isn't it?
1: Like or like...
0: Magna, uh, yeah, to give the people more power against um, what's it? Oh, I don't, uh, Magna Carta liberatum, liberatum, Great, Great charter. charter. I suppose that makes sense. Um, what does it do? It, it it was a royal charter of rights agreed to by King John of England near Runnymede um, in twelve fifteen, drafted by an archbishop to make peace between the unpopular king and a group of rebel barons. The protection of church rights, protection of barons for, from illegal imprisonment access to swift justice and limitations on feudal payments to the Crown. Alright then. Wow.
1: I mean, the... No.
0: <laughs> Sorry, the next sentence on Wikipedia is, neither side stood, beside, stood behind their commitments. Oh. Well then, it's a pointless document, isn't it, surely?
1: Yeah, like, it's referenced so much, and yet it's like, yeah, um, they, they, they didn't Neither of them did it. Oh,
0: and the Charter <laughs> was annulled by Pope Innocent III.
1: Pope Innocent? Oh,
0: well, then, what? Pope Innocent III, yeah.
1: That sounds like a fucking, like, like, a bad joke? Like, <laughs> yeah, Pope Innocent presided over it and both parties decided to fuck the other one over. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. Gods
1: are not real, so i going to rip that band right off. <laughs> this cannot be how sadomasochism works. Like, if I was a sadomasochist, I wouldn't like, routinely keep telling people that I feel pain- after getting hit in the face or something like that. Maybe if like, you had like
0: an exhibitionist streak in you, you were like, um you were like, I love I love getting beaten up. That gives me sexual thrills. Yeah. But also I need everybody else to know about it. So you're like, yes, hit me again. Oh, that feels really good. And you're like, yeah, maybe. You're like doing it in the middle of the town.
1: It's like, yeah, fucking punch me in the face. <laughs> is it not in I the, don't know. is it not in the context though of like, sex? <laughs> like it can't just be you're walking and you stub your toe and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good point actually yeah i imagine it is more of a
0: contextual thrill yeah Although perhaps there are some people out there with very specific fantasies of just like maybe in the day-to-day of just like oh i just want like a really beautiful woman to come up and smack me can can we arrange for that please yeah but like, i don't know maybe you
1: know if i saw the like, two people like, having sex in public i wouldn't let go oh it's oh amazing I'd be like, what the yeah. fuck it's like you know it's it's the context that adds to it you know <laughs> Rather That's than, true. Rather than true. just any pain ever, is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> and why? You know what I want to know?
0: What? How did Rick get the Marlin through his chest? True. How did that not kill him? I mean, because... he's cybernetic,
1: so he could probably look, look, move his chest, you know?
0: True, true. Maybe the Marlin's always there, it's just invisible.
1: Yeah, true, and maybe. He,
0: we've, he's only turned off the invisibility switch for this episode.
1: Yeah, or maybe it lit it's like, um I do not I I'm trying to think of a really weirder explanation that doesn't, you know, succumb to the laws of physics, so I might just leave maybe it. Maybe that's
0: his kidney. Um <coughs> that is his kidney. Yeah. Um and yeah, because of all the drinking he does is oh is it your liver, your kidney, whatever I think it's, it's, it's your one liver. of them. Your liver—that's his liver—and because of all the drinking he does, it's turned into a fish.
1: Yeah, it's 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 mutated. I think we nailed that one, Dan. It's mutated into a marlin that occasionally <laughs> uh, takes over the the stomach region and le- yep. actually leaves the body for for. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's just convenient that it happened during this adventure. Yeah, it's like, oh well, quick, I'd better get this BDSM gear to fit around my marlin.
1: Yeah, I love. I lot <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. I love how like <laughs> like the most oddball brainless shit is the stuff that we like focus in on like like a laser beam like we're just like yeah i bet the marlin is his liver and (laughs) i think yeah i mean the trouble with with rick
0: and morty is when there's not like when rick is not doesn't end the episode by nearly killing himself the the show feels a bit flat like yeah because if there's no deep sadness because that's uh, his his Lewis Brindley and his bizarre opinions about, like, cosmic horror. I think the show's cosmic horror, it sort of dwells on the fact that cosmic horror doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to sort of be sort of a wet terror, it has to be sort of a dry sort of, oh well then now everything is pointless and I'm just depressed. Yeah, that That's the kind of thing that it dwells on, and when it doesn't do that, it's just kind of, oh yeah, embrace this cosmic absurdism. So, okay, yeah I, I will do, but
1: um, maybe, maybe you're a sadomasochist, Lewis, for liking cosmic horror.
0: <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe I am. You,
1: you enjoy sort of the 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 utter hopeless realisation that we are nothing in the universe at large.
0: Maybe. Whoa. Maybe that's the case. Um, Whoa, that gets oh, that gets me... That gets me going.
1: Yeah, that, <laughs> that p- pumps my blood, I tell you.
0: <laughs> I remember reading this um this old... um. I don't know whether there was a study or a theory or just some guy that said this. Uh, so take this with a big old fistful of salt. Um, but I think this read this thing about how the reason people like horror movies was they kind of get addicted to the adrenaline of afterwards. Yeah. They get addicted to like afterwards you're out of the cinema. And you're like, oh, well, it's a good job. I actually survived that guy with a chainsaw. Yeah. Even though, of course, he did not exist. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's the thing I'm addicted to is... Um, coming back to real life and being like okay well nothing really matters but i do have a cat and a wife and a house so
1: yeah i mean i think there's a degree of sort of human beings liking what they dislike if you know what i mean like Mm. um i'm trying to think of an example um people complaining people that complain about things actually don't want to not complain about things anymore
0: yeah, well, there's something... I suppose if you fall into the pattern of complaining about something, it becomes a comfortable habit, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, like, it's easy to go and stand in line for something and then complain about having to stand in line. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's a, It's a comfortable behaviour pattern that you can easily sort of fall into.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, like... I suppose in that, like, you know, there's the... If we're, if we're going into, like, sort of sexual sort of ways of, of, of enjoying it, there's, like, the, the whole cucking thing. you know what that is
0: yeah i'm i'm aware of the um the philosophy of cuckoldry yeah Yeah.
1: where you know uh, your your partner or whoever is you know with someone else and you're there sort of experiencing it so i mean maybe human beings are just you know we 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 like what we hate or um maybe it might be a bit more complex i don't <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm not I'm, i don't know but maybe yeah I'm, yeah i'm trying to simplify it a little bit too much but i think there's like if if, if the consequences of it are sort of limited i think mm. there's like a sort of temptation to just experience it you know like because yeah i suppose yeah you know that you're not going to get killed by this guy with a chainsaw so it's like mm, it's mm. fun to sort of to have experience the it without to the live conse- life yeah to... without yeah. the consequences but um
0: yeah i suppose maybe that's that's sort of a real-life version of the... Oh, your main character in your play, book, TV show, whatever, goes through some struggles and then becomes a richer character for the experience. Yeah. I suppose it's kind of the real-life version of that. It's like, oh, yeah, I watched Saw and now I'm a richer person for the experience. Yeah.
1: But why do we watch Walter White poison kids and, like, you know, um, um, create a meth empire on the backs of bodies? Like, I mean, what's... There must be a sort of. Th- there was definitely a sort of cathartic thrill to Breaking Bad when I first watched it, even though I knew mm. that Walt was a horrible person. I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, go for it!" Like that, you know. It's like, <laughs> I think it's it's a uh, yeah, you big fuck. Yeah, it's it's the it's the for me anyway. It's it's trying to like, enjoy thrilling aspects of life without actually. Mm. Doing that because that shit's fucking scary. If you ever did that in real life, I, I suppose. It's yeah, like... well,
0: I suppose it's it, that's kind of the whole. It's, it's why games like GTA exist, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's well, yeah, I suppose it is escapism. Yeah, it's if you can sort of fully immerse yourself into something and live an alternative thing. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and on that note, um, have you got a closing statement or any final CRQs or anything? I do. Yes.
1: Um. Oh, pain is pleasure. Ooh.
0: <laughs> there you go yep yeah. um my closing statement is i hope the next episode is better than this i'm i'm i really want i'm i'm thirsting for sort of an episode of rick and morty that makes me question myself do you know i'm thirsting for a, a good episode of rick and morty you know do you
1: know what i've just realized what's that maybe the the Massacres people are the fans of the show Maybe, cause we're like, oh my god, I want a one, I want one where Rick is like gonna kill himself, and like, it's really sad and depressing, and I want it. Like, maybe that's maybe that's what they're trying to say, cause we like, so obviously state the most obvious stuff about the show. Oh, see, Rick's a bad parent, and he's a bad guy, and it's really sad. And they're they're in the show going, oh, pain is pleasure. Oh, they just saying the most obvious shit. Mm. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it's like at the start of season four, where they had like, a fascist Morty, and that was meant <laughs> to be like, a oh fan gosh. who yeah. was like, you're too political, just have fun. I want to see Mr. Meeseeks. Like, you know, it's like, it was a sort of riff on the toxic yeah, I, fandom, you know? I, I get
0: it, but I'm not sure if I agree. Um, yeah, kind of. I know, I, I do get what you're going for. I think that when I say I want a depressing episode of Rick and Morty, it's like, I think there's, there's, a, there's a nice... I don't want to say there's something nice about being depressed because oh. that's an oxymoron. <laughs> but like, well, yeah. But like, I think there's something. It, it, I'm not actually looking to become depressed. No, I'm looking to to be interested by a, a TV show and have it ask me interesting questions. Do you
1: know what I mean? No, definitely. I'm only. I'm being a bit of a dick, but um, <laughs> that's my bread and butter. Um. <laughs> Do you have a closing statement, or have you? Have you, have you did you? Uh, I have done mine. Yes, I excellent. hope next episode is good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what's What's the next one? Uh, Rick and Morty's Thanksploitation Spectacular. Good so stuff. is that
1: going to be a Thanksgiving episode then?
0: I've got no idea. There's the thumbnail that I can see here is Morty firing a laser at the Constitution. So.
1: Oh, excellent! <laughs> excellent. So Lovely. that's
0: you know that's probably a good thing to be honest. Yeah. Do you want to hear um, a brief synopsis to, to tease you to whet your whistle? Yeah, go on. In this Thanksgiving episode, Rick and Morty need to get a presidential pardon.
1: Ugh, it's so sad and depressing. I love it. Oh, the president's in it. Oh, hey. excellent. I love the president. He's oh, great. Keith David, man. What a fucking, mm. what a fucking gem. Um, Rick Sanchez, get your ass in here. <laughs> what? They're dead? Do people die when I name them? <laughs> 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 um, well, that's so good. It's yeah. just, oh um, Anyway, right. Come on. Let's yeah. Do, shilling. Do a, do shilling. Thing. Yeah. Uh, shill. Quick. Quick. Uh, <laughs> we all love link trees at uh, loose link trees linktr.ee uh, slash loose underscore blindly slash My podcast slash shout out the void there find the socials, YouTube, Instagram, and all that shit. PayPal donate button. Then you can spare it. it will be greatly appreciated. I'm gonna slow down because these people actually pay us. We also have Patreon, <laughs> and uh, we want to take the opportunity oh. as we do every week to thank our oh shit someone's at the door Um, oh exciting I'll be back I'll be back don't edit this out this is all part of the fun it's all part of the show Uh,
0: I'm not editing this out uh, listeners it's my turn to edit this week Um, I'm actually looking at uh, thinking about what I might have for lunch today what have I got in not a lot I'm I'm not going to lie to you um, I'm logging into Uber Eats to try and see if I can get some food or something. I don't know. What do you think, folks? What, what's what's the what's the, the public opinion? I what I really want is a burrito, but the burrito place I I don't think they're open till like quite late, so I'd have to wait to have lunch till like 4 p.m., which would be it's like a whole thing, isn't it? It's um, I wonder who's at Danny's door.
1: For oh, me. There he is.
0: Who was at your door, Dan?
1: It was a parcel for me.
0: Oh, lovely stuff. What is it?
1: It's a letter and a parcel. Ooh. And a parcel Ooh. says, don't ever uh, not be sad. <laughs> so, Brilliant. Yep. Um, we also have patrons. <laughs> um, and we want to thank our wonderful patrons, uh, Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard thank you natalie thank you and doogie
0: thank you one and all uh you do mean the world to us and all the support that you offer really does mean the world we do do a lot of fucking about on the show I, i don't know if you've noticed but the the one of the things that we really do value is your support because it really does mean that like um it really does mean that we can carry on making this show that we absolutely love to make yeah and um this genuinely is a bit of a peek behind the curtain. This is the only bit of the show we actively try to get right, because you do mean a lot to us, and we do want to show that we are very thankful for your support. So thank you very much, one and all.
1: Absolutely. I'm so unfit. Um, we also have merch on tea I'm going to go fast again. Wilson merch on Teespring and Redbubble, tote bags and all that shit, tacky, tacky fuck, and then you get that, and it's good gr- great waste of money. Um, and last but not least, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue, and Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed, Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company run by my wonderful
0: wife, uh, in which they are crocheting, uh, their little hearts out, um. I'm trying to think of what I normally say. Yeah, if you want something to bless your Instagram feed with beautiful content, go and check out the Instagram. Give it a cheeky follow. Um it's at number twelve crochet avenue on Instagram. Take a look. Uh, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Whew! Yeah. That's me done my daily exercise, run to the to the door to buy my <laughs> consumer products. Um, but um yeah, uh that was Rick and Morty.
0: Indeed it was, yes. Uh, We'll join you next week to destroy the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution or whatever the hell happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you then for the death of America. That's a joke. FBI, fucking hell. Calm down. (laughs) Um, What's that? That
0: um, uh, Yeah, sorry, go on, carry on.
1: Yeah, um, we shall see you, hear you, smell you, um, sell you faulty skin hooks next time.
0: Indeed we will. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye!